Welcome back to The Greatness Blueprint. I'm your host, Luke Austin. Before we dive into the episode today, I just want to take a brief moment to thank all of you who took the time out of your very busy days to go listen to episode one. Friends, family, acquaintances, providing feedback and that encouragement. I truly appreciate it. So thanks again and looking forward to creating more episodes and learning and growing together. We've got a great episode for you this week. I've got some new production equipment, got some lighting, a new 4K camera. I've got my trusty family cup, the Austins. On the back, it's me, my daughter, and our two dogs. Made this over at the ceramic shop, uh, one of our favorites. So, ready to rock and roll. And last week in episode one, we dug into my past, exploring moments of struggle, and how they paved the way for personal triumphs. We touched on my roles as a father, an athlete, a real estate investor, and a lifelong learner. And together we examined our fears and self-doubts, reframing them as stepping stones towards greatness. Remember, the journey to greatness isn't solely about overcoming adversities, it's also about inspiring, leading, and empowering others along the way. This brings us to today's episode. It's all about resilience in leadership. Interestingly enough, I hadn't planned on steering the conversation in this direction initially, but a recent live interview that I attended with a highly respected NFL coach took me down this path. I found myself scribbling notes during the session. I didn't want to let these insights and lessons slip by and miss the opportunity to share them with you. As one of my favorite social media content creators, Alex Hormozzi puts it, focusing on your personal experiences and firsthand lessons when you create content makes the journey authentic. So when I had the chance to hear these insights in a small, intimate group, I simply couldn't pass it up. Today, we'll delve into how resilience can shape our leadership style. We'll explore the role of mental toughness, focus, and the ability to embrace conflict in empowering us to lead under varying circumstances. Resilience, or our capacity to bounce back from adversity, plays a pivotal role in how we navigate challenges and lead others. It's not just a tool for personal growth, but a means of inspiring and bolstering resilience in those around us. A resilient leader fosters a resilient team, enhancing the collective ability to adapt, grow, and thrive, even in the face of adversity. As we discuss leadership today, I urge you to consider the value of resilience in your own lives and professions, and the profound impact it can have on those around you. Let's explore together how we can cultivate this indispensable trait and use it to lead with courage and tenacity. As we navigate today's episode, we'll share some remarkable insights from the NFL Coaches Session and discuss how you can apply these principles of resilience on your path to greatness. So get ready, folks. Episode two of The Greatness Blueprint starts now. Now, before we dive into the insights from the NFL coach, I'd like to share a couple personal stories that highlight the benefit of resilience. And as I talk through my stories, I encourage you to reflect on your own moments of resilience in your life. For my first story, we'll take a deeper look into my college football story from my last episode. And as you might remember, I made a decision during my freshman year football camp to continue on and ended up making the team. That year, I found myself on the field in eight games, and let's be honest, most of it was for garbage time, and for context, garbage time is the moment at the end of the game when your team is really so far behind that the coaches pull out the best players, the starters, so they don't get hurt, and put in the new freshman, and that's where I came in. At the end of the season, I had a grand total of six catches and 107 yards under my belt, which in retrospect, feels a little bit more like a participation trophy than a stat line. 
I even recently went out to the website to check my 2010 stats and they didn't even show up on the website. It was just insignificant and so they didn't include them. But you know what? I wouldn't have traded it for the world. Despite our lackluster 1-10 record, our only victory being against Montana Western, which was in an NAI school a couple divisions lower than us, I still held on hope. There was a glimmer of a scholarship on the horizon, something that the coaching staff had promised. But as we continued to lose and our season came to an end, that quickly vanished. The full coaching staff was fired and the scholarship hopes were gone. I felt like all my hard work had vanished. But I'd made it this far. I was not going to give up now. So when Idaho State hired Mike Kramer, a coach who had seen his share of success in the big sky, I saw an opportunity, not defeat. Spring ball of 2011 came around, and it was a weird mixture of some familiar faces and some new. And when I say spring ball, this is the official time that the NCAA allows you to practice in the spring. And in the spring, the team was, you know, a little bit short on players. Some had left with the previous staff, and... You know, there just weren't a lot of new guys for the new staff yet. I felt like this was my moment, my shot. And so I threw myself into the new offensive system, learned the playbook inside and out, and played every single play of spring ball. There was no off switch, just continuous reps. The scholarship had to be within reach, right? Wrong. Spring ball ended, new players were signed, filling the roster up for the following year. New freshmen, junior college transfers, you name it. Coach Kramer wanted to mix things up. He wanted to get his guys. And I was just one of the many receivers. I was not his guy. Still, I wasn't too concerned. That was until fall camp 2011 came around. I will never forget that first day. Walking into the offensive skills room and looking at the board. The depth chart was posted. There I was. Dead last. Seventh on the depth chart. All that effort in the spring, every play that I had played, it felt like it had all been for naught. But I wasn't about to let the depth chart define me. I knew that playbook like the back of my hand, and the new guys just didn't. It was my time to shine. Throughout fall camp, I put in the work, slowly but surely, climbing the ranks of the depth chart, and by the start of the season, I'd made it to the second spot. A huge leap from seventh. A few games into the season, it happened. In the receiver room, the coaches made the announcement. Luke, you earned yourself a full ride. I had done it. All those moments of defeat, they had paid off through my resilience. Now I was on a full ride scholarship. Now that year, I ended up playing every game. Ended up fourth on the team in catches that year with 35 catches and 439 yards. And by the end of the season, I was in the starting lineup. Now looking back at the season, each setback could have broken me. But instead, I chose to see them as stepping stones. And I emerged on the other side, stronger and all the better for it. School paid for by my undeterred determination. Now, let's pivot away from my college football years and look at another defining moment of resilience, this time in my professional career. After college, I landed a job at a Boise-based tech company called Clearwater Analytics as an analyst. 
And one of my key responsibilities was onboarding new clients at the time onto this system. The very first client that I had the opportunity to onboard, things did not go to plan. You know, this important client was lined up, ready to be onboarded. I was new to the process, but I believed I was on the right track and working with the proper pace and cadence to get them onboarded. But sometimes, no matter how much you prepare, things still go south. There were some technical glitches, communication gaps on my side, and before you know it, I had completely botched the onboarding process. And the fallout was immediate. The client was upset, my managers were disappointed in me, and to add salt to the wound, the company used my blunder as a case study, a glaring example of what not to do in an all-company meeting. It was a low point in my career. I felt defeated, but there was a voice inside me that said, you know, this is not the end. You can bounce back. And the $15 Starbucks gift card that was given to me for being the face of what not to do stood as a humbling reminder that I had to be better. I took it upon myself to ensure this kind of mistake would never happen again. I dove deep into the system, trained harder, learned more, and focused on clear communication. I kept my eyes on the prize, reminding myself of the football field, moving up from seventh on the depth chart to second, earning my full ride scholarship. I knew I could do it again, and I did. Soon after that debacle, I successfully onboarded not just one, but seven clients. I proved to myself and the company that a setback was merely a setup for a comeback. This tenacity was, was noticed, and soon after, I received my first promotion, the first of many at this company. The journey from that failed onboarding to multiple successful ones, and from feeling defeated to achieving promotions, was another testament to resilience. It's a reminder that we can find ways to learn from our mistakes, turn things around, and come out stronger on the other side. The key is to keep going, keep learning, and above all, never let a setback define you. Resilience, to me, means bouncing back from adversity. And not just bouncing back, but bouncing forward. It's not just about overcoming the challenges we face, but using those challenges as stepping stones to propel us forward, to grow, and to develop. Now, I've shared some of my own personal stories, but I'd love to hear your own stories of resilience. When have you bounced back from adversity? Please share your stories with us on social media using the hashtag GreatnessBlueprint, and I'm sure your experiences will inspire and encourage many others in our community. Isn't it amazing how much our past experiences shape us, teach us, and push us to be better? And that is the power of resilience. The ability to bounce back, to rise above the challenges, and strive for greatness, no matter what. Now, with these personal experiences and stories of resilience as a backdrop, I want to share some insights from a live interview I recently attended with a highly respected NFL coach about the same topic of resilience. His words, his approach, his beliefs in resilience, and how it shapes not only a great leader, but a great team struck a chord with me. So let's unpack some of those insights. Now, who is this coach? I'll give you a few hints. He's an Idaho native, grew up in Pocatello, Idaho, played football at Idaho State, just like me. He was a head coach at Boise State, head coach at Arizona State, and finally a head coach for the Atlanta Falcons. Any guesses? If you guess Dirk Cutter, you're right. Dirk Cutter is a certified legend in Boise, but a very humble guy. 
He coached at Boise State from 1998 to 2000 and was a key driver for the success that has carried with the program to this day. You would never know that this guy also had his own story of resilience as he was trying to get the Boise State job. He applied and was turned down not only once, but twice before finally landing the job on his third try. A great segue into the rest of the story. Now for this live interview, he was at a local theater participating in this guided interview process. And the audience was probably 50 folks or so. And one thing that stood out immediately to me was that Dirk seemed a little bit nervous. A man who's been on the biggest stage in front of the NFL media time and time again, and he was in front of a crowd of 50 people and was a little bit nervous. He was just a normal guy. To kick things off, Dirk brought up a slide that he had used as a head coach for the Atlanta Falcons, and it simply said, compete. He said it was all over the facility. And how does this tie into our overall theme of the episode, resilience and leadership? Well, why is compete so important? Here are some of the key elements that he covered. First, mental toughness. Can you dig through when times are tough? Two, are you a winner? Do you compete when the lights are brightest? Three, are you the best in your domain? You don't have to be the best at everything. Were you the best at practice today? Are you the best wide receiver? Are you the best tight end? Are you the best quarterback at your position today? And then last, culmination of moments. One moment will not define you, but many different moments can add up. Now, many of these elements within Dirk's culture underline resilience. When you compete, you have mental toughness. You fight through hard times. When you compete, you're a winner. You find ways to do things when the lights are brightest more often than not. When you compete, you're laser focused. You're the best in your domain and you don't worry about the things that could distract you from that. When you compete, you understand that your success is a culmination of moments. Do we remember Tom Brady for all the fourth quarter drives that he did not complete? No, because greatness is a culmination of moments, learning from the ups and downs along the way. Next, Dirk outlined key elements of leadership, and the main qualities were, one, the ability to inspire, two, the ability to motivate, three, the ability to continue learning and seeking new wisdom. Four, the ability to stay on purpose. Five, the willingness to take risks. And six, the willingness to make tough decisions and stand by the results. A quote that really hit home, a true leader's reputation is earned during the storm, not the calm. And this quote really summed it up for me. Earned during the storm, not the calm. This is so important as a leader. You're going to face tough challenges. We know as a head coach in the NFL, you certainly do, but you will face them in your everyday life. Are you able to rise up in the storm? That's where you truly stand out above the rest. A resilient leader is courageous, humble, and disciplined. Courageous to face the unknown, 
humble to acknowledge mistakes and learn from them, and disciplined to persist and stay the course, even when things get tough. These are the hallmarks of a leader who embodies resilience. It may not be an NFL game or a coaching decision, but we all face challenges in our lives. It could be losing a job, dealing with a health or family crisis, or facing personal setbacks. It's in these moments that our resilience is tested and where we have the opportunity to show true leadership. It's not just about resilience in our own lives. It's about showing resilience in how we lead others. Whether it's in our workplace, with our families, in our communities, we all have the opportunity to inspire, motivate, and lead. We can all create cultures of resilience where we face challenges head on, where we learn and grow from our mistakes, and where we remain focused and committed, and most importantly, where we never stop competing. So our challenge for today is this. Let's all find a situation in our lives where we can demonstrate resilience. It could be a project at work, a challenge in your personal lives, or a goal that you've been struggling to reach. Let's embrace the challenge, stay focused, keep learning, and most importantly, never stop competing. Because remember, as Dirk Cutter said, a true leader's reputation is earned during the storm, not the calm. It's in our struggles, our challenges, our storms, that we have the opportunity to show our resilience and lead. So let's all strive to be leaders in our own lives and in the lives of those around us. As we wrap up today's episode, I want you to remember that resilience isn't just about overcoming adversity. It's about growing stronger through it. It's about leading others through their storms, inspiring them to never give up, to keep learning, to stay focused, and to compete no matter what. And with that, we wrap up episode two of The Greatness Blueprint. I hope you enjoyed our journey through resilience in leadership. Remember, your feedback is invaluable to me, so drop a rating or a review, send me some feedback, and tell me what you think. If you know someone who could benefit from these lessons, feel free to share this episode with them. And if you haven't subscribed, please make sure you do so so you never miss an episode. Until next time, stay resilient, stay focused, keep competing, and always strive for greatness. Here's to becoming the best version of ourselves. Stay great. Thank you.